welcome, welcome. Week two of From the Press Box with Wade Neely here as part of the Pulaski Citizen and Main Street Media. I'm your host, Wade Neely. So good to be with you guys. August 24th edition of the program. We got a jam-packed show for you this week as we sat down with South Giles head coach Rodney Nave. We also sat down with Exorion Randolph, a standout senior running back who really had a great week one, more so as a defender as Giles County suffers a tough loss versus Page. We've got interviews with those guys, uh, but it's time to dive right in, folks. We kick things off with a little bit of a headline grab, and your headlines coming out of our first show and week one of the high school football season are just that. Two heartbreaking losses for our programs here in Giles County as both the Bobcats and the Raiders. Richland Falls at home versus Lincoln County, 28 to 27. An absolute heartbreaker as head coach Nick Patterson and the Raiders, they score with 12 seconds left. They roll the dice and they go for two, only to come up just empty by just a couple of inches. So Richland falls short in their upset bid versus a 5A program in Lincoln County. Just down the road here at the Brickyard in Pulaski, I was on the headset in a wild game. I'm telling you folks, this is one of the crazier games that you're ever going to see at the Brickyard. Certainly one of the wilder contests that I can recall uh, having been a part of from a broadcast standpoint. Giles County rallies late and forces overtime 27-27. to 27. In the overtime, the Bobcats... Turn down the three points. They go for the touchdown, and on fourth down, Johnny Jackson goes in for a TD, and the Cats kick the extra point to go ahead 34-27. to But Page answers back with a fourth, quarter, or fourth down score of their own, and they uh, elect to go for two. Head coach Charles Rathbone also rolling the dice, and they come up with the conversion. So GCHS falls 35-34. to Helmet stickers, if you got to give them out this week, for Giles County, it's got to be Kamari Turner as the senior playmaker. Had over 200 all-purpose yards. He had a receiving touchdown. He had over 150 receiving yards. He had a rushing touchdown. And he had a key fourth-quarter fumble recovery for Giles County. This kid continues to just be electric. And uh, he's also up for your Main Street Preps Player of the Week. Still time to vote on that as this show is dropping early Thursday morning. Helmet sticker for the Richland Raiders. You can take your pick on a couple of guys. We saw a great night from Jake Sands. We saw a great night from Luke Eastlick as uh, Nash Petty also had a really good game for the Raiders as they fall in their contest. And something really to kind of think about is both of our head coaches kind of talking with them uh, immediately after the game and in the days following their week one defeats. Might have learned a little bit more about Giles County and Richland in a losing effort than we really maybe would have ever anticipated as Giles County, their offensive line still kind of coming together. They played a lot of freshmen and underclassmen, freshmen and sophomores, and had some really good efforts. Uh, Tate Bedford, Pearson Collier, those kids had terrific nights uh, for Giles County. So a lot to be uh, excited about is GCHS maybe learned a little bit more about themselves than anything in that loss to Page. And in Linville, yeah, you go toe-to-toe with Lincoln County. Lincoln County, sure, the Falcons aren't the Falcons of years past and of their glory days in the 90s and early 2000s, but they're a scrappy team. They are a 5A team, 
and Richland pretty much goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. And uh, we'll talk more about Richland and Giles County as we kind of close our show uh, a little bit later this afternoon. Other big headlines coming out of the weekend. Uh, we'll get into soccer, folks, as uh, I had the privilege to go up to Nashville uh, SC this weekend and uh, was in the press box, was down on the pitch as Messi comes to Nashville and an absolute classic between Nashville SC and Inter-Miami uh, as the Inter-Miami squad comes in. They go to penalty kicks. Messi has an electric goal. Hard to put into words just how great and electric this guy is, but he scores a goal to put Inter ahead. Nashville answers with one in the second half, and then they go to penalty kicks before Inter takes it away. It was a crazy atmosphere, one of the wilder scenes I've ever been a part of, and uh, it was just unreal to see the intensity of the Nashville fans who did boo Messi as uh, he came to town. Speaking of soccer, two wins for UT Southern, although not played at Grissom Pitch. The UT Southern women's soccer team got a nice win Saturday night. That match was actually played at Rotary Soccer Park. And then just a couple of days ago, earlier this week, the men's squad gets a nice victory. That game was played on the practice facility over there at East Campus. So Grissom Pitch, they're having challenges with the field conditions right now, but the Firehawks are still finding a way to get wins to start their season, even though they're not playing on their traditional Grissom Pitch. So more on that as the season unfolds. They got a little bit of a break between now and the next couple of home matches, so hopefully we'll have a chance to restore Grissom Pitch uh, to where it usually is. But UT Southern starting off with two nice wins uh, the men are now 2-0, actually, with a nice win last week as well. So kind of a breakdown there. And that kind of wraps up our opening segment here. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, I'll be sitting down. Well, I'll be standing with South Giles Eagles middle school head coach Rodney Nave. Uh, coach Nave, always a fantastic interview. We talk all things South Giles. That was just ahead of their Tuesday night kickoff versus Cornersville. Uh, they go on to eventually lose that game in the second half, but we had a great time talking with Coach Nave. And then still to come later on in the show, I'll speak to Giles County senior standout, Exorion Randolph. So stay with us, folks. We're back right after this. You are watching From the Press Box with Wade Neely. Haney Financial Solutions is a New York life company. Where were the people who put their love into action? Backed by over 175 years of experience, New York Life Companies, like Haney Financial Solutions, have been helping people just like you protect what matters most. So go ahead and make a difference in the world. Visit NewYorkLife.com or call us today at 931-363-6490. Haney Financial Solutions, we're here to help. Southern Tennessee Regional Health System. Pulaski is here to help you be well. Our mission is to make our community healthier and we're your community hospital. We're committed to providing trusted care when you need it most. From wellness checks to emergencies, we're here for you and your family. Visit us today at southerntennessee.com or call 931-363-7531. Hey guys, welcome back. We're here at Sam Davis Park. Honor and a privilege to be with you guys here on episode number two of From the Press Box. We're joined now by South Giles Eagles football head coach, Mr. Rodney Nave, the man, the myth, the legend. I coach guess. Nave, how I you guess. doing, partner? Uh, hanging in there, hanging in there. 
Let's uh, dive right in. The season for middle school, it seems like it gets start, it starts earlier and earlier every year. And we blink, and we're already basically halfway through. Kind of walk us through the first couple of weeks. You and I spoke a couple of weeks back about training camp. Now we're already sitting here almost halfway. Well, uh, we started the very first day of school. We had our first football game. So, you know, we started out with 14 kids, and you always hope to add some when school starts. And we've added a few more. We got up to 19, but it's been it's been a struggle so far. You but, got, you guys have tried to work on the numbers, uh, and I guess that's kind of where we we start this process. Is kind of walk us through. Um, the training camp, what was it like working with such a limited roster? And you guys have been able to add a few pieces to that puzzle. How have you guys been able to, to kind of play that process out? Well, we just really tried – our main goal was to get them in shape because they're, they're going to be going both ways, not coming off the field. So, you know, having to work them in different spots. It's It's been challenging and it's been fun too because we found some guys that can do some stuff that we didn't really know if they could do it or not, and they've, they've held up well. You made a comment, I think, a couple of weeks ago. You said, if nothing else, uh, whether we win every game, whether we lose every game, we're probably going to have the most in-shape team. Um, what's it like knowing that every kid on the roster is going to probably have to play in some capacity and most are going to play both ways? Well, it makes it easy because, you know, some of the parents get mad sometimes when they don't get playing time. It's not going to be a problem this year. They, most all of them are going to play most every game. You know, we've added a few that this will be their first game they can get into, so it's going to help some because – we had three sick out the other night, so I had 19 that put me down to 16, and four of them had just been in pads on Tuesday. So I really had 12 that knew any of our schemes or anything, so we played a game with 13 kids. So it, it's, you know, and we, we fought through it and come out, come out with a win. So yeah, uh, yeah, really proud of them. Play with 13 and not only uh, play the game, but come out with a win. What was that process like? And uh, uh, I know the folks at South Jowls within that community were really proud of that victory last oh, week. Oh, yeah, I got to give all credit to the boys. They, they played four hard quarters. We, uh, had two goal line stand, two two stands inside the ten yard line in the second half, and the very next play we busted a 96 yard touchdown run and then a 91 yard touchdown run. So, I mean, just just bouncing back. These kids they fight. The adversity don't matter to them. They just keep coming. And as long as they'll keep doing that, I'm gonna be a happy guy. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Uh, some folks maybe kind of unfamiliar with uh, South Giles and just the way that the program is kind of set up. But you're co-oping in a sense. You got kids from Minor Hill, kids from Elkton. How, you've been doing this for a long time. How does that process work, and have you kind of got that down to a science? And if so, kind of where do we stand with well, that? This, this is my 17th year on the sideline. The first year I was up in the booth doing the play-by-play. -play. So I did a little bit. I did offense. I did defense. I've been the head guy for the last 10-plus years. So, you know, I've kind of seen it all. And it does make it a challenge when you have it to combine with another school, just communicating and stuff. I mean, it makes all that tough. You know, this year I'm doing it by myself, so it's, it's even harder. But, you know. We always seem to pull it off. We never had any trouble, you know, minor hill kids going against the Elton kids. You know, we've always come together pretty good as a team. I think we've done a really good job of that, and I'm proud of that. Yeah, and it seems like uh, we just played our first Giles County football game last Friday. It seems like South Giles, even in seasons where the record may not be that great, it seems like on Friday nights within the next year or two, we always seem to find ourselves calling out names of some former South Giles standout. What do you uh, take away from that, that you guys are getting them prepared, not only for their season, but also in the future? Just, just proud that they come through my program and then move on to the high school. You know, I do the chains on the high school games, so I'm over on the sideline, South Giles guy, South Giles guy, you know, over and over and over. You know, just just proud of them. I always tell them, hey, when you go to high school, just get in there and battle. You know, and I, I think we've supplied them with some pretty good players, you know, over the years. All right, so I was going to save this for later in the uh, segment, Coach, but you just went ahead and mentioned it. Uh, you're on the chain gang for uh, the Bobcats every Friday night. 
and Chris and I uh, do the play-by-play, and I, I got to ask, are, I know you, where this is going. are you aware that we have kind of a recurring joke that goes on every Friday because you stand out from a, a distance hey, on that Friday night when you wear UT Balls checkerboard? Friday night is going to be orange and white every night. If I'm not, if you don't see orange and white on the sideline, I'm not here. That's what I'm going to have on every Friday. You know, that's my balls. It, it makes it easy to spot. Yeah. We know you're a diehard balls fan, and Chris and I have a blast uh, shouting you out. Um, and I guess that also is a unique thing, too, that just shows to your commitment to the sport of uh, football, and especially here at the local level, that you're willing to take on a responsibility like that. I love it. I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but on the sideline on the chain. That's why I told Edgman, hey, I work every night you want me to work. I'll be here. I, I just love it. I love seeing the kids I coach, you know, be successful, and they, they've done a really good job. And Coach O'Connor runs a great program. You know, it's fun to be that close and be able to watch them. Let's talk quickly now about the the second half of your season. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday night. You guys are getting ready to play Cornersville in a big game here tonight. Got a nice win last week versus Huntland. Who have you seen individually that has had a, a great start to their season and who maybe still is yet to come for you guys? Um, David Bridges and Owen Gerald uh, last week, they both had over 150 yards rushing. I mean, they did a really good job. But, you know, we've got a lot of young guys with not a lot of experience really stepping in at spots on the line. We got uh, William Bird at center, did a really good job last week. Got hurt close to the end, tucked it out, and finished it off. You know, we so many guys, I hate naming them, because I always leave somebody out. Uh, Crew Curry, mm-hmm. uh, Clayton Mosley. I mean, they all, every, we're just a team. You know, everybody gets their job done, you know. And having to go both ways, you know, David's really good running back, but he's really tough on defense, too. You know, he, he he's hard to account for. And, um, and Owen Gerald, was first year he's played for us, and, He's really been a difference maker. Had to beg his mama to let him play. You know, wasn't that, he's a really good baseball player. And he finally got to come out, and he's, he's made a difference. He's been huge for you guys. You mm-hmm. also mentioned Crew Curry. Seems like this is a kid that's uh, continuing to get better week oh, yeah. by week. He, he's a smart kid. He knows what to do with the football. Then he's really shown up on defense more than I mm-hmm. expected. Really made some really good plays. But he's, he's our quarterback, and he gets us in the right play. And, and does a, even if I call it wrong, he gets us, in, get us, gets us in the right play and does a good job with it. They're just a smart kid and gritty and do whatever you tell them to do, real coachable. That's the best thing about this group, they're coachable. You know, and that's why we, we get them a little better every week. They're, they're soaking it in and I'm proud of them. Also, uh, you had spoken earlier in the season when we chatted, uh, given the, the lack of numbers this year, said really your strategy on offense. We know you like to milk the clock a little bit yep, anyway, but yep. uh, you're really trying to put together long drives. Uh, Giles County last Friday night had two or three drives yep. over 10-plus plays. I know that yep. probably excited you. Is that still kind of the offensive That's philosophy? what we try to do now. If we bust a home run, I'm not going to be mad about it. Right. So we'll try to drive it, you know, take our time in the huddle, you know, just give them a little break we can give them because the main guys are going both ways, you know. So it, it makes it tough, but, you know, guys, we haven't had anybody going down with the injuries cramps. You know, we, we seem to be in pretty good shape. So, you know, that's always good. But um, I don't know. It, they're just tough. I got to give them all the credit. And the way the defense is set up, uh, you said you may have to be strategic with your timeouts as far as giving those guys breaks. Yep. Is, is that really more? I'm calling a timeout to give them a rest, uh, even though the game situation may not necessarily dictate a timeout. Yep. You sometimes just have to. Yeah, I right? had to do that a couple times last week, and it, it turned out to be a good timeout. So we made a good play, you know, coming out of the timeout. Because sometimes they just need a little blow, you know, and then they're they're good to go. And, it's just it's made me coach a little bit different. Yeah, you know, so I think it's made me a better coach. You know, having having a smaller number of kids. So you know, I'd love to have thirty kids on the sideline like we used to, but I don't think that's a trend that's going to be happening anytime soon. It just seems to keep going, you know, down and down and down. So 
I think that's a problem pretty much everybody I talk to. Most of the coaches, they got less players than normal. And it seems like uh, from the time you and I spoke a few weeks ago, roster has increased a little bit. A little bit. Seems like um, every year almost there's going to be a few kids that they're not sure if they want to yeah. play, and then after they see their buddies in yeah. action, they come out and they get after. Has that kind of been the case? Yeah, they, they get to see their buddies play, then they get to see them wearing a jersey on Friday night, yeah. you know, and it kind of makes them want to play, and I get that. But, you know, being two small schools like we are, we need them from the start of summertime. Because even when my new guys that come in, it's hard to plug them in somewhere because there's you got to catch them up. And, you know, me being the only coach, it's hard to catch them up when I'm trying to get everybody else ready to play a game. But, you know, we're going to get there. They'll get their time. Uh, final questions uh, as we wind things down here. We're at kind of really the midway point of the season. What would be a successful second half of the season in your mind for this uh, South Giles Eagles team? I want us to be competitive in every ball game. There's some games coming on the schedule that I think we have a really good shot at winning. You know, tonight if we can knock off Cornsville, we get to go to a bowl game again. And we've been in this conference since 2017, and we've been to a bowl game every year. So I want to keep that streak going. You know, I'm proud of that streak. I want to try to keep it going. Uh, so we got to beat Cornsville tonight to do that. That's our first step. Always, next game's the first step. You won't look too far ahead. But, you know, we got a matchup with Unity coming up. Coach uh, Robbie Gibbons, that used to coach with me. Yep. Coach over Unity, so we'll... We'll be ready to go head-to-head in that one. You know, and Blanche is, is coming here. That's always a good game. So, you know, got a lot to look forward to. I think we're going to be better at the end of the year than we were when we started, and that's always my goal. I wish we could go back and play a couple teams we've already played again mm-hmm. right now. But, you know, that's just the, the nature of it. It is, it is. Uh, and Coach Nate, we'll get you out of here with this. Uh, a little bit of a softball for okay. you here. Uh, this is the last week before the start of real big-time college football kicking off. You got the balls lid on. We yep. see every Friday night oh, we're yeah. in the checkerboard. What's your prediction for Tennessee? They kick it off next Saturday versus Virginia at uh, yeah. Nissan Stadium. I'm probably being a homer here, but I'm going 10-2 and two or 11-1. and one. You know, Alabama and Georgia, they're still out there. We got to go to Alabama. You know, Georgia's got some questions at quarterback, but – I think if Milton can protect the ball, I think we're going to have a really good year. I think the defense is going to be a lot better than last year from everything I've been I've been reading and watching. You know, with an orange and white game, you know, the backup, the freshman quarterback was really good if, if Milton struggles. But, you know, it's easy football. You never know. You know, nobody expected Tennessee to be that good last year. Right, right. You know, it's just year two. This year three, you know, Heupel, he's, he's so good at calling plays, getting them in space. I think we're still going to light the scoreboard up. I think the defense is going to be better, so. I'm looking for another good year. I'll be there. I got season tickets again, so I'll be there streaming and watching. That's a man that's confident <laughs> in his balls. Coach Nave, yes, thank sir. you as always thank for you. your time, brother. Hey, thank we you for your coverage. It. Thank you for your coverage. Rodney Dave is the head coach of the South Giles Eagles. They have a game tonight versus Cornersville. We'll update you on that uh, when this show airs on Thursday. As we wrap up this segment of From the Press Box here from Sam Davis Park, we'll be back right after this. The Natural Gas Department of Pulaski is here to help you save money. Natural gas is safe, efficient, and cost-effective. It's up to 50 to 60% less expensive than electricity for home heating. Plus, it's clean and efficient, so you can feel good about your choice. Call us today for service or visit our website to learn more. Make the switch to natural gas and start saving today. If you're looking for a new job, let M&M Staffing be your guide. With over 20 years of experience, we know how to connect great people with great opportunities. We work with over 80 companies, so we're sure to find the perfect job for you. Our team is dedicated to helping you succeed, and our high customer satisfaction rate proves it. Ready to get started? Visit us at mnmstaffing.net or give us a call today at 931-347-4255.
right, guys, welcome back. Another segment here on From the Press Box. We come to you live from the campus of Giles County High School. Catching up with my main man, he is Exorion Randolph. He's the senior running back. And if you watched last Friday night's game, he's one of their best defensive playmakers as well. Zori, good to be back with you, my friend. How you been doing this offseason? Good, pretty good. Just working, working out. Hoping to stay healthy for their season, whole season at least. And that's kind of something we'll dive into. Uh, how are you health-wise? We know you had a rough go toward the end of last season, but it seems like you've been working really hard to try and get back. Kind of where do you assess yourself right now? Uh, I think I'm pretty good, 100%. Ready, ready to make it through the season. Well, you certainly looked good <laughs> last Friday. And uh, got another question or two about the offseason. What were one or two things that you particularly, uh, outside of the health, what were some things maybe offensively and defensively that you specifically tried to get better at this offseason? Uh, mostly getting stronger in my vision offensive-wise, running through holes, finding the right hole to run through my vision. And defense, it's really not too much because I really don't play defense, but just defense-wise, I'll say coverage. Well, speaking of uh, defense, I guess we'll start there. I didn't think that we'd maybe be uh, talking to you about defense to start things off, but last Friday night, crazy game versus Page, one of the all-time wild games at the Brickyard. You fall in overtime, but you had a fantastic night defensively, and uh, you and I were kind of joking off camera. I don't know, that. did you know that you were maybe going to play that much going into the game defensively? Um, yeah, like I said, I, didn't know I, was gonna, I knew I was going to play defense, but I didn't know I was going to play the whole game. Like, I knew I was going to start there, but not the whole game. I didn't think I was going to. So having playing so many snaps defensively, conditioning-wise, you felt like you were okay? Uh, because you were, you were literally on the field virtually every play Friday night. <laughs> no, not at all. I was cramping all night. All night long, I was cramping. You, you made it look okay, though, <laughs> and uh, we're proud of you for doing that. Um, will we see that amount of defense, you think? on a, Is it kind of just a week-by-week -week basis, or is the plan, obviously, to try and get you to focus just on offense? I think it's just to focus on offense this week. Uh, last week, they threw the ball a lot. Well, we thought they were, at least. But that's why I was on there for coverage, really. Yeah, give you some extra speed out there, I guess, defensively. Um, let's talk a little bit about now the offensive game last week. You had a lot of carries, 15-plus, maybe 20-plus carries, just south of 100 yards rushing, but you were really just kind of battering uh, the defensive line all night long. How would you grade maybe your, your effort in your first real game back after the injuries from, from last season? I mean, I feel like I did good, at least, I hope at least. <laughs> You also had a fantastic, you know, we talk about you being a great runner, but how excited were you? You caught a great grab near the sideline. We got a great photo in the Pulaski Citizen this week. There's like six defenders for Paige laying all on the ground, kind of looking up at you. Uh, walk us through that crazy catch where you kind of juked a few guys out of their shoes on the sidelines. Well, we was running all week, and uh, OC always told me I had to make that corner miss, and I got there. I caught the ball, and it was, like, it was more than the corner there. I just had to make both of them miss. I made them two miss and just ran down the sideline, broke another tackle, and they got tackled about the two or three yard line. You got brought down. We know you wanted to get in right yeah. then, but they made up for it. They call your number a couple more times, and you get in to eventually tie the game. Good to get that first touchdown uh, of the season yep. off your back, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was good. Uh, and then we get into the overtime. Crazy situation. How about the play from your quarterback, Johnny Jackson, as he makes that fourth down run to get you guys uh, ahead at that point in the game in overtime? Yeah, that was a wonderful, amazing play. I mean, not too much that he could have did right there besides run the ball, and he got in there. He was, he was a, a great performer Friday night, both throwing the ball and running the ball. Now let's kind of switch gears. Let's talk about this week's matchup. Let's start with you on your offensive assignments. 
Uh, what have you seen on tape? Hardin County is another bigger school. They're 4A. But what have you seen that you like and that you're going to try and maybe attack Friday night? Uh, I like how they run up field, kind of. They like rush really hard. I feel like we can shoot a gap on them, break away for a long run. But they do play fast. They're pretty good up front. Big up front, uh, mm -hmm. but you guys, it seems like, uh, I guess that's another question too. How about the play of your offensive line? That was maybe a question mark. We know we got guys uh, like Amari and Caden that are, have been there for a little while, but how about some of your younger guys? seems like the offensive line had a pretty good game in their first real uh, contest together. Yeah, they're young. We're getting them to get better, though. They're working every day to get better, running all the plays and get up in there. And Friday night, I like what you said just a second ago. You said maybe bust a big run. Uh, yeah. We know one's maybe coming, uh, and I got a feeling you maybe were a little frustrated Friday night getting five or six yards here, five or six yards there. You're moving the chains, but I know you want to rip off one of those big mm -hmm. ones for a TD, right? Yeah, for sure. So Friday night, we've got a big matchup there, and again, defensively, uh, does seem like Hardin County's going to try and throw the ball a lot as well. What have you seen on tape in case your number gets called defensively? Uh, they do like to throw the ball a lot, but they, I mean, they don't really have no big-time receivers that we've got to worry about. I think they more like try to run on us, really, again. Big matchup. It's on the road. Uh, what are some of your favorite traditions? Do you have a specific thing that you like to do to get in the zone when you're on a good road trip? You got a good playlist ready for the AirPods uh, oh, yeah. for Friday night? Music and sleep. Music and sleep. That's all I do. Good deal. Well, X, thank you so much for your time, brother. Best of luck thank Friday. You. Man, it's so good to see you back in a Bobcat uniform. I appreciate you being with us here today. Thank you. All right, folks, that is Exorion Randolph, senior running back in DB for Giles County. The Bobcats take on Hardin County this Friday over in Savannah. More on From the Press Box right after this. When it comes to real estate, Haney Realty and Property Management is the team you can trust. Our extensive knowledge of the market and industry allows us to help our clients with any real estate need. We know how to get results. So whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent, let us put our expertise to work for you. Call us today at 931-347-9150 or visit HaneyRealtyPem.com to learn more. Haney Realty and Property Management, your best friend in real estate. Welcome back, folks. Final segment here on From the Press Box with Wade Neely. It's time for the big finish. And uh, hopefully you've enjoyed what we've had thus far on the show speaking with head coach Rodney Nave of South Giles, and then also catching up with the ex-Randolph of Giles County, a standout runner and just all around great kid. Uh, so, so much fun to catch up with X. But into the big finish we go, folks. Giles County and Richland back in action tomorrow night. Again, we drop this show Thursday mornings. And tomorrow night, Richland will be at home versus Cascade. Giles County is on the road at Hardin County. One quick scheduling note, however, both of those games have now been officially moved back to a 7.30 p.m. kickoff. It is extremely hot out here in uh, southern Middle Tennessee, and so those games have been moved back in an effort to try and uh, let the temperature cool down just a little bit and make sure those games can be played safely. So, uh, reminder, if you are looking for live play-by-play -play coverage of Giles County and Richland, Pulaski Citizen Live is your destination for that. You can check out PulaskiCitizen.com, click on the Pulaski Citizen Live button, or if you have the Mixler app, download that. Uh, if you don't have that, I should say download it. And uh, once you download it, search for PCLGCHS or search for PCL Richland. That will get you where you need to be as uh, we kick off another great week of high school football. And speaking of kicking off high school football, not one, not two, but now we add a third team to the mix 
As Ardmore officially gets things underway tomorrow night, they're going to host West Limestone. Coach Jonathan Snyder and that team has really been putting in a lot of work in the offseason. Caught up with them just a few weeks ago, and he likes the, wake up, the makeup of his team as they get ready to head into their opener. So again, two of our three teams are at home this week. Richland is at home versus Cascade, and Ardmore is at home versus West Limestone. Uh, as for me, I'll be on the road tomorrow night with the Bobcats alongside my trusty colleague, Mr. Chris Bledsoe. We will be bringing you guys the Bobcat matchup versus Hardin County. Hardin County, a really uh, talented 4A squad. They're big and they're physical up front. They have a really nice quarterback who already has a Division I offer from uh, Pitt. So Hardin County has got an explosive offense, and it'll be fun matchup tomorrow night to see how Giles County stacks up against uh, those Tigers over there in Savannah. So that's really about all the time that we've got here on another edition of From the Press Box. A reminder, folks, if you like this show, please make sure uh, that you comment, like, and subscribe. And make sure you just tell a friend that you listen to From the Press Box with Wade Neely. We're committed to all things local and all things sports in and around Giles County. That's it for our second edition of From the Press Box with Wade Neely. We'll see you next time here from Pulaski as this has been a production of Main Street Media.